Welcome to the ninth episode of That's What She Said with Jada and Bree. This is the show where we talk about things that we have read, watched, or lived. Happy listening! We are going to talk about books today, or people who read books. Reading. We're going to talk about reading today. In my observation, there are five kinds of people: people who don't read anything at all, so they don't really. care about books and although that hurts me personally but to each its own yeah then there are people who would literally read anything you give to them then there are people who prefer fiction over non-fiction and people who prefer non-fiction over fiction and lastly people who think non-fiction is better than fiction and these people are wrong That is all we have to say about this. Okay, we're done. Goodbye. This has been That's What She Said. Tune in for our next episode. Okay. I hope nobody <laughs> goes. Okay, after listening all this <laughs> drama that you have created for our introduction. We agreed this was a good idea. This was a good introduction. We were in agreement about that. I don't think I agreed. But we're being unfair. And is anyway I'm just okay whatever whether you're a person who prefers non-fiction over fiction or who prefers fiction but sees it as a means of escape we would like to change your mind but before we get to that what is fiction so fiction as a genre is every written prose or poetry that is a figment of the writer's imagination and non-fiction is everything else other than fiction yeah but does that even hold up i mean um this dichotomy gets muddled a lot of times most anything classified as non fiction is not actually non fiction i mean every story told is a story from someone's perspective and then hence it cannot be um, 100% true you know um when we when something written isn't true we call it fiction right So yeah. the only thing that can truly be non-fiction would be maybe you know technical manuals and science manuals or whatever. But if we are discussing biography, autobiography, philosophy, self-help, history, none of these are objectively true. They are all opinions. They are all opinions passed off for facts. Think about it for a second. I mean, going by the definition, would you call it history fiction or non-fiction? Yeah. We even had a particular chapter in our history book back in class twelfth about mm-hmm. the exact thing, like that biographies and even autobiographies are fictionalized to cater a particular group and to serve a particular purpose. You know, I have a great example to you know further like sort of nail this point on the ground or whatever. So Christopher Columbus, right, the man who discovered America when he thought he was discovering India, and you know. For years, he was revered as this great traveler, discoverer of the great land of America and whatnot. And why are you sounding so mean about America? I don't. Okay, that's um. Okay, I should not let my personal feelings about the. Don't don't answer. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so Christopher Columbus, I I'm just okay. So the whole perception towards this man was this traveler, great guy who did a great thing. So yeah, discovered a great land or whatever. But only recently, like 
I don't think it's a recent thing that people discovered that Christopher Columbus was a horrible man. I think it it just came into uh, media like very recently. Yeah, yeah. Been a topic. Yeah, it became the mainstream narrative very later on that he was actually a horrible guy who just looted and was reasons that he was a colonizer basically. He was a murder he was a murderer. Like they yeah. had wars and what not and they killed and raped and got the native americans sick and exploited them overall so basically he was a bad man but the perception of christopher columbus actually sort of shaped, shaped the american society for years like the perception of that man um recently with uh, more inclusive narratives becoming the part of mainstream people have started discarding christopher columbus and that is bringing tremendous changes in um um the society at 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 a larger scale what i'm trying to say is perception of an individual throughout history if we just monitor that we will be able to monitor um how society changes with time a writer is not an island you see fiction or non fiction they write what they are and they are what they have been living and the society the world around them it shapes their thinking as well as imagination and what they write shapes the world back like it's a circle mhm you know before we proceed i would like to like give this sort of disclaimer not disclaimer just you know just say that this episode is not about comparing fiction and non fiction we are we are just trying to get across to our listeners what fiction can achieve how it shapes an individual or society because the consensus towards fiction at large seems to be that it's a useless side hobby i mean um pe- some people do say like most people do say that fiction is important to improve your vocabulary or to increase your creativity or imagination but these are not the characters that are deemed you know primarily important if that makes sense You know I personally feel very uh, offended when someone says this about fiction. I did mm-hmm. not spend my 3 years of graduation reading stories for leisure. I'm sorry but if someone uh, looks at fiction as like just an imaginary tale they are losing a great experience. Yeah. Even reading reading is lo- not a leisure activity like um yeah. I don't anyway and you know how I mentioned that fiction is important for imagination. We just want to say that imagination is the single most important thing we need as a species to progress. Everything begins at imagination and fiction is more than being just that. Depending on what you read and how, fiction can make your life and the world around you. Of course the what and the how is um very important because in my opinion people who dislike fiction haven't actually read good fiction of course it's hard to be absolutely objective when talking about fiction i mean what even is objectively good fiction um i don't want to vocalize any personal opinions for obvious reasons but a book mm-hmm. shouldn't be just by its cover and we all know that but yeah. remember the tag of best seller appears on the cover so the marketing of a book doesn't define the content and its quality let's just leave it at that yeah 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 you know um it's not like um, the commercialized book i mean that's the right term for it i don't know 
you know they don't have value or that you should feel judged if you enjoy reading twilight or chetan bhagat we just want to discourage categorizing fiction as whole as entertainment based on books that are actually just entertainment pieces you know it's okay for a book to simply exist to entertain you and it is okay to enjoy them what isn't okay is to assume that the entire universe of fiction exists for the sole purpose of entertainment yeah there is a there is a genre of romance it has devdas and it has half girlfriend now can you mm-hmm. judge devdas as a romantic book or a movie after watching or reading half girlfriend another romantic piece you cannot yeah exactly you can't just go the entire genre of romance is blind blind blah based upon on your interpretation of hasgirls and although if you did like hasgirls and i am judging you anyways so uh, fiction gives you the space to read a text in any way you want two different mm-hmm. people will read the same text with two different interpretations while reading a fictional book we have that scope to remove the author from the discourse uh, that is the depth of the author yeah let's take an actual third person to illustrate this rather shara chandra chatopadhyay since he is something we've both read and have different interpretations of you know in his stories i saw this sort of um, pattern of these unremarkable you know common folk men chauvinistic men doing whatever they do and then there were these women who were you know however accomplished or strong or opinionated opinionated they were they were still expected to fulfill their duties of you know being devoted to the men in their life or whatever that that's what happiness was for them their identity is tied to men in their life and do you feel that uh, sharachandra was doing it as per his understanding of women and the yeah i think so i think it was fortunate like what he wrote the stories he told the same stories to me seemed like a re- realistic pro- portrayal of the patriarchal society which mm-hmm. i can read as a critique of that society and the way we read the kind of reading that we do the interpretations that we make doesn't only help us to understand the text and the context around which it is written but also helps us explore yeah. ourselves and our experiences mm-hmm. and our understanding of the world yeah. around us Yeah. yeah, fiction creates a space in that to have a uh, multiple perspectives that don't have to clash with each other. Yeah. That's basically yeah. world peace. What? That I said that's basically the road to world peace. Coexistence yeah. of multiple perspectives yeah. that do not have to clash. Exactly. 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 Exactly.
you know the prominent figures of the Russian revolution so if you read animal farm before you go and read about Russian revolution you develop this sort of more comprehensive understanding of the revolution itself or if you uh, already know about the whole revolution thing and then you read animal farm you get to you know uh, see this whole other perspective to it and it it just helps in developing this more comprehensive this more um, holistic sort of point of view of the same event Um, there's a reason that Vishnu Sharma came up with the idea of Panchatantra to educate those three princes. I mean, fiction matters and fiction has an impact to that extent. Mm-hmm. And non-fiction is more like one-on-one conversation where you are on the receiving end. Like creating mm-hmm. kind of binary environment, I guess. Now we are not saying mm-hmm. that non-fiction books are useless they are as important as fiction um certain people have certain needs at certain times and they might prefer to have that kind of one to one conversation in order to educate themselves on certain subjects but this is a yeah. matter of preference and not a comparison where non-fiction is educational and fiction is not in fact fiction can enrich a reader's mind in ways that just like a non fiction does uh, and even more than that i mean more than uh, the ways a non fiction can impact you and help you grow and create make an understanding of yeah. surrounding around yeah. the trial is one of the most absurd books that i have ever come across but the mm-hmm. absurdity kafka captures in that novel is the absurdity of real world and human nature it's not something yeah. alien while making sense of the trial readers are making sense of the system society and themselves yeah you know reading kafka it, it just made my brain it always makes my brain cells to be insane acrobatics because yeah i feel oh man the way that i feel you and see another example would be when you read a short story by saadat hasan manto it is capable mm-hmm. of showing you the atrocities of partition on a much more personal and human level even though yeah. it is a fictional story because mm-hmm. the backdrop is a real event and real scenario so a well researched fiction according to me can give you a lot of information about the world it is set in we can get a lot of information from fiction as well good fictional books give us a lot of uh, insights and information about the time and place that they are set in the people's lives their beliefs social and po- social and political norms scientific advancements and their impacts and so on and so forth like um i've read the accounts of world war 2 in several books set in the backdrop of post world war 2 events or whatever and they talk about these individual soldiers life who did this who did, you know all of it suddenly gets very personal it's not the same as reading uh, uh, 10000 soldiers got killed in a um, xyz war in xyz year when you read the account of a soldier's life on a, on a personal level it becomes a whole other thing and you know people uh, go to non fiction saying that it gives them facts right fiction gives us truth and and i think that's what uh, we should be seeking and it's not uh the dichotomy can never be between you know facts versus truth or something 
they both should coexist in 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 an ideal world yeah exactly you see last year i read not that bad by roxane gay it mm-hmm. is a non fiction book so it's basically an essay collection about rape culture and it's horrifying okay. like the accounts the real life accounts that it gives it's horrifying so why mm-hmm. i brought it up is because i want to mention the handmade tale by margaret atwood when i was yeah. reading the handmade tale it's a fiction of course dystopian novel so when i read mm-hmm. it i felt equally horrified it wasn't just empathy you see um, both these books made me question what kind of world we are living in because even yeah. though the handmade tale is a fictional tale it's not unreal yeah you know margaret says that all the scenarios that are present in the handmade tale have actually appeared in real life she she says yeah. that um, you know I, i would like to quote her directly Uh, as with handmade tale i didn't put in anything that we haven't already done that we aren't already doing we are seriously trying to do couple with trends that are already in progress so all of these things are real and therefore the amount of pure invention is close to nil that's what uh, she directly said that everything that has happened in that book has actually happened at some point in real life in uh, in some place of the world and that's what makes it very very horrifying the realness of it and speaking of books that make us uncomfortable there's uh, lolita written by vladimir nabokov the tale of have i pronounced his name right i think i have the tale of a middle aged pedophile's sexual exploitation of a 12 year old girl Yeah. His name is like the protagonist's name is Humbert Humbert. It's a fictional book. It's a tale of a middle-aged pedophile who sexually exploits a twelve-year-old girl. So that's horrible, right? But uh, you know the brilliant way in which Vladimir writes the uh, the brilliant prose. It manipulates us into empathizing with a monster. you know nabokov forces the the reader to empathize with the monster and uh, when we start the book we will uh, you know sort of see him as a flawed human being even a victim who is just blindly in love and but by the time you reach the end of the book you ultimately realize no this indeed is a horrible individual and so what is the point of reading a book like that if the reader is just going to end up with the same conclusion that the reader previously had that this is a horrible tale of a horrible person first of all we learned empathizing with someone who you know um, who is horrible and we learned that having empathy for someone is not the same as forgiving them or absolving them of their misdeeds and we come to hate humbert humbert from a more informed perspective rather than having an ignorant knee jerk reaction oh pedophilia bad we develop a thorough understanding of the situation why it happened what conspired what goes on in the mind of a middle aged pedophile and so on and i think that is important that that confrontation with something so uh, uncomfortable something so uh, ugly and raw I think it's important and I think that's why the book is written in such beautiful romantic language you know if you read something very horrible and it's written very beautifully and you are admiring what's written you suddenly get uncomfortable with yourself oh my god what am i liking what is wrong with me and that is exactly the point of reading something like this so lolita is written in humbert's voice right yeah 
yeah in fact you know that's the technique where you start uh, like not trusting the author's voice mm-hmm. the narrator's voice to to be precise like the distrust in the narrator's voice that's something and uh, like that's something of an amazing technique that such writers use and undeniable narrative yeah, yeah yeah and i think that's very important because you know um, through that you realize that uh, everything that you read isn't yeah. like uh, every account that you are coming across isn't something yeah. that's very true and honest mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because and also you are reading it uh, because you are understanding the story from his point of view you get a better uh, understanding as you said already Yeah. He was a sick man. So, while we are on this topic of Humbert Humbert, a man who needed help, let's just segue into self-help. The great governor of non-fiction. So good at making segues. <laughs> we are just playing like those childhood rapid fire games. But anyway, so basically we want to talk about self-help, self-help industry. which we yeah. hate we both hate, we hate it. it we hate it we, we hate it like okay we just hate it okay we hate that was complete hatred from the core of my heart i hate self same here same here it's just a capitalist gimmick to sell false hope as okay. mark manson says it's a market driven industry rather than a peer reviewed one Mike Manson. Mike Manson. Uh, he's the uh, the author of such a lot of not giving a fuck, another non-fiction yeah. book, but a good. You know, a lot of I think a lot of people like I've uh, seen this post floating around that says that a lot of people just brought that book because it had such a cool name. I didn't buy it. My friends send me PDF or something. I read it. It is a nice okay. book. Like it is. It's a very yeah. reality check kind of book. I liked it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sure everyone will agree with me. Everyone who has read it, but yeah, I liked yeah. it. So anyway, that's a good book according to me. So that's the thing in both categories. There are good books, there are not so mm-hmm. good books, and then there is Fifty Shades of Grey. The point mm-hmm. is that the, every bundle of pages with words printed on it isn't worth your time and effort. You know we've talked a lot about self help in a previous episode I think in a different light but the point was still the same that it it sort of uh, uh, keeps creates this loop of people who feel like they are on a road to self improvement but what they really are on a road to is the circle of like just hoarding more and more self help content and that's how I think that's how I think we should not like dwell into that because there is a lot of articles out there on internet. Yeah. You can just Google my self help industry. No, just Google self help industry. Just Google self help industry. Yeah. You don't have to Google if it's bad or not. You will get what we are talking about. Yeah, yeah, just, just if you don't already know. Look at what it is. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. basically fiction with its imaginary world of fantasies and real realities. is not simply mm-hmm. a tool of escape and a good fiction can reach your soul like it reaches us yeah. you know khalid husaini uh, said like something very appropriate that would uh, he said that writing fiction is 
the act of weaving a series of lies to arrive at a greater truth and we couldn't agree more the oldest cave paintings that we have discovered they are um, hand stencils and they are older than 64000 years that's older than the advent of agriculture we our lifespans were like i don't know 30 or something people would lose hands on a daily basis and there wasn't enough food around and but still you know humans back then they were even near the the painting i think was made by neanderthals whatever our ancestors back then uh, thought it was important to you know yeah yeah the point is that we were eager to tell our stories before we even became a civilization human culture is based on stories and metaphors and these stories are are sort of internalized operating systems for decoding and interacting with reality stories are important imagination is important human progress would have been and will be impossible without imagination so people who as readers think that fiction is beneath them think again you know what i think if people would read more fiction and get a better understanding of what writers say in those words i think yeah we would not see such so many people on internet who don't understand sarcasm or satire yeah yeah you know <laughs> definitely there is so much misunderstanding in the world most of the conflict that arises you know it is because somebody did not understand what someone else was trying to say and this problem of understanding like i mean i don't think it's a big issue that you know not understanding is not the issue the issue is taking offense on it or denying the the possibility that there can be multiple perspectives there can be multiple sides to one thing and um, i think things in and fiction is the one thing that will allow us our, our brains to to sort of be more um accepting towards multiple perspectives and it will give us better appreciation of how multidimensional the reality of things actually is yeah this has been that's what she said stay tuned for the next episode and many more to come thank you